Bernadette Joy, and I am super pumped to be back because in this season, we are going to talk about FIRE, financial independence, relax every day. And I'm going to share with you my personal tips on how AJ and I reached early retirement in our 30s. And I'm going to bring in some special guests who are going to drop some serious knowledge on how you can speed up your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to season four of my podcast, Crush Your Money Goals. Welcome back, y'all, to another episode. And today I want to share my three favorite rules that help keep the shame out of my spending, especially for those of you who are working on paying down some debt. Now, when people hear that me and AJ are living a debt-free lifestyle, the most common misperception is that I must not be spending a lot of money. They assume I live by the quote-unquote rice and beans philosophy that maybe many of you know about. The one that shames you for eating out at restaurants and splurging on yourself. But in actuality, I love spending money. And I want you to know that you can spend money too and you don't need to hoard it. I thoroughly enjoy buying name brand clothing, eating out at least twice a week, and traveling frequently. For those of you who follow me on social media, you may know that I spend a pretty penny on things like K-pop merchandise and live concerts. And while I was paying down $72,000 of student loans, I learned that if I completely deprived myself of everything I enjoyed spending my money on, staying on that debt-free journey was not going to last very long. So finding the balance between living your best life and paying down soul-sucking debt, especially things like credit card debt and student loans, is totally personal. But these three spending rules help me avoid the spending shame spirals and encourage me to pay down debt so much faster than anyone really subscribed to me before. So here is rule number one. Ask yourself this or that. This or that is the rule that I credit most for helping me pay down $72,000 of student loans in less than a year after graduation. And in order to implement this or that, you must define what this is and what that is. So here is what this is. This refers to the thing that you really want to buy now. That refers to that larger money goal you are working towards. That could be things like paying down your debt, like student loans, a car note, or personal loans. If you're not focused on paying down debt, that could be working towards your investing goals or purchasing your next home or going to that concert. And when you find yourself in a spending decision, you must ask yourself, do you want to buy this item now or do you want that bigger goal, this or that? Now, it sounds really simple, but there are two tricks that have to happen for this rule to help you pay down debt. The first trick is that you actually have to put the amount you would have spent and put it towards that larger goal instead. And the second trick is that that needs to be focused, tangible, and freaking awesome to you. Simply put, that means Paying down your student loans usually isn't very awe-inspiring, and so an example of that might be something more fun. So let me give you an example from my personal life. I love buying sneakers and shoes of all kinds, and it's tough for me to pass up a good sale. And trust me, I can always find a good sale on shoes. However, while I was paying down my student loans, if I found myself wandering into the mall and finding a pair I would like to buy, I would ask myself, do I want this pair of shoes or do I want to be debt-free and quit my job in the next two years? 
Most of the time, I would choose the vision of leaving my day job over the short-term thrill of a new pair of shoes. And so I made an actual spending choice, and this is what really happened. I would pull out my phone and make a payment to my student loans for the exact amount of what the shoes would have cost. And if I could show you my transaction history from my now gone student loan account, you would see many small random payoff amounts. And each of those payoff amounts correlated to a time I chose between this or that. So by putting that exact dollar amount of what I would have bought, I not only mentally saved the money, but I actually took the action towards getting my debt paid down. Here is rule number two. I like to call it the 5% cashback challenge. So let's be honest, paying down debt and saving up money isn't the most thrilling, so I wanted to figure out a way to make it feel more rewarding along the way. And I remembered from my days working at the banks that people love using their credit cards because of the rewards and the point programs they offer. So I decided instead to make my own reward program for paying down debt. If you, like me, had a hefty amount of debt, try breaking it down into smaller increments and then promise to pay yourself back every time you hit that milestone. So for example, let's say you have $10,000 of debt. For every $1,000 of debt you pay off, give yourself a little 5% back. So for $1,000, that's 50 bucks to treat yourself to something nice for hitting your goal. While many debt-free experts say you must cut out everything that's not necessary, I just don't believe that paying off debt means that you can't treat yourself. I don't drink a lot of coffee, but there was no way I was going to cut out bubble tea from my life while paying down student loans. So implementing the 5% cashback rule made me feel less guilty about spending money towards unnecessary items, but things that I really enjoyed while still staying on track. And I would use that cashback reward to not only treat myself for bubble tea, but for things like clothes or gifts for friends or a dessert treat. And sometimes I would stack my cash back to save up for larger purchases while paying down debt like tickets to see a show. It gave me something to look forward to and helped me to acknowledge my progress along the way instead of glossing over what I achieved so far. Now, here is the rule that I just started to implement more recently, and it's to ask myself, is this fire? is this fire, right? So when I was paying down debt, it was so hard because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to pay it down fast, but I'm going to tell you something. I think that paying down debt is not as hard as staying out of debt. I actually think staying out of debt is so much harder. And so after paying off my student loans and then subsequently paying off my mortgages, I found myself feeling guilty for spending on larger purchases because I was used to going without them for so long while while I was trying to pay down debt. And then for a period of time during the pandemic, I found myself slipping into old habits and I'm sure some of y'all can relate. Uh, Amazon got me a couple of times and just trying to get out of the house and do something when I was stuck indoors all the time, I started justifying purchases that I didn't used to spend money on because, hey, well, I'm debt free now, right? And it's the pandemic and the world is freaking crazy. So I deserve this, right? And so I found that this new rule that works really well for me now is helping me keep the balance. And it's just sitting back and asking myself, is this FIRE? Traditionally, the acronym of FIRE refers to financial independence retire early, but I've personally tweaked the acronym to something more tangible for the present version of me. And that's financial independence, relax every day. What does this small change in words do for me? Well, 
It forces me to ask myself if a potential purchase will either help me become more financially independent in the future or if it will help me feel relaxed today. On one hand, asking myself, is this fire, has led me to focus more on investments that will appreciate in the long run. Buying our next home and putting it into our retirement accounts, those things clearly help me get to financial freedom faster. But on the other hand, it also gives me permission to buy things that might not necessarily fit into financial independence, but certainly helps me feel revived in the present. Asking myself, is this fire, also removed my guilt buying things that my first generation Asian parents would call a total waste of money. It's been little by little, but now I shamelessly buy pricier things like organic food and sometimes I splurge on massages. And now I have zero qualms on paying for things like therapy and coaching. Why? Because it's fire, not on the financial independence side, but these purchases help reduce my anxiety, they make me feel better, and they put me closer to the healthiness that I need in order to enjoy financial independence that I plan to have down the road. So I want to tell you that if you are thinking, well, I don't want rules, I don't want to have to stick to something all the time, you don't have to be so rigid. I teach all of my students that if you can have an 80% success rate on any of these spending rules, that is awesome. And in my role as a financial educator, teaching thousands of people how to pursue debt freedom and subsequently financial freedom, I found that where most people falter on sticking to their money plans is the idea that it must be all or nothing. Either I'm 100% successful or I totally failed. And I just don't believe that that is true for most things in life, but especially not money. So I've always been a fan of the Pareto principle, and for those of you who haven't heard what that is, it's also called the 80-20 rule, and it says that 80% of your success comes from 20% of causes. And in the personal finance world, it's often applied to say that you should focus on the top 20% of factors that produce the best results or get you the biggest return. But if any of y'all can relate, as a recovering perfectionist, I've used this principle in reverse to say that hey, I'm a human being. I'm allowed to mess up. I'm allowed to be a human at least 20% of the time. That means for me that as long as I follow these rules 80% of the time, it allows for the rules to be broken every now and then without completely derailing my financial progress and making me feel like crap. So yes, Sometimes I do end up buying the shoes. Sometimes they do come home with me. I totally spent more than 5% of my milestone goal to buy the once-in-a-lifetime tickets for the BTS concert last year. And did I buy that Super Mario-themed denim jacket that I love to wear? And does it help me become financially free? No, but do I feel really cool when I wear it? Of course, right? So allowing myself to not have to calculate every purchase at least 20% of the time and showing my students that you can still pay down debt and make your first million in net worth is what makes personal finance and life honestly so much more fun. In my next episode, I'm going to share some of my personal tips on how you can help your parents, especially those of you who are um, maybe first-generation Americans or maybe immigrants into the U.S. I would love to share with you some ideas on how we can start navigating generational wealth, and that will be in our next episode. So stay tuned. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to leave me a review and let me know what you learned. 
And for daily money tips, follow me on Instagram at Bernadette Joy. But if you're ready to plan your escape to financial independence with me as your personal finance millionaire coach, head to my website at crushyourmoneygoals.com. See you next time.